Zhou Zishu took Zhang Chengling out of the inn. Wen Kexing had been waiting for a long time at the intersection. Zhang Chengling thanked him for his life-saving grace. At this moment, the beggar helped Daja divide the rudder and deputy rudder and called for the lame beggar to live in Zhang Chengling. He claimed to have suffered the yellow crane. He was commissioned to find Zhang Chengling, Zhang Yusin's son, and the beggars and his disciples surrounded him when he heard the news. Zhang Chengling didn't know them and hid behind Zhou Zishu in fright. Without going with them, the lame beggar insisted that Zhou Zishu had given Zhang Chengling medicine, and when Kexing had an argument with the lame beggar on the spot. The lame beggar gave an order, and the beggars helped the disciples put up a large airtight formation to besiege Zhou Zishu. Zhou Zishu asked when to take care of Zhang Chengling. He flew up and down and broke the beggar's formation without any effort. Zhang Chengling I couldn't help but squeeze a sweat for Zhou Zishu and asked Wen Kexing to help. Wen Kexing firmly believed that Zhou Zishu could handle it alone. Zhou Zishu then picked up a bag of soybeans from the ground and sprinkled it on the ground. The beggar's disciples were thrown to the ground. The lame beggar took the opportunity to grab Zhang Chengling. Zhou Zishu was surrounded by groups. Wen Kexing urged Zhou Zishu to use his weapon. Zhou Zishu treated him. Ignored, trying to highlight Zhang Chengling, he suddenly vomited blood. When Kexing rescued Zhang Chengling, Zhou Zishu took Zhang Chengling and flew away. When Kexing strangled the lame beggar, and beat the disciples one by one. Zhou Zishu brought Zhang Chengling to the small alley. He gradually lost his physical strength and had to restore his vitality on the spot. One of the top ten evil ghosts in Gigyu, Ji Segui bought two girls from the brothel, and molested them in all kinds of ways. Gu Xiang rushed to hear the news, gave the Ji Segui a severe lesson, and conveyed the Gu Master's order to the Ji Segui, let him find the other evil spirits and gather together at Sambai Villa in Taihu Lake. Zhou Zishu took Zhang Chengling's windmill to sleep on the street, sleeping by the lake at night. Zhou Zishu caught the fish and grilled it, but it was so unpalatable that he couldn't swallow it. Gu Xiang came afterwards. People didn't make fun of Zhou Zishu. Wen Kexing took a flower boat. When he came, he also specially let the two girls accompany the wine and have fun. Gu Xiang couldn't get used to it. Wen Kexing recognized that Zhou Zishu's sword was exactly the same as the white sword of Qin Haizhang, the owner of the Four Seasons Villa, and asked him bitterly about his identity, Zhou Zishu refused to answer, and sneered at Wen Kexing. Suddenly there was a harsh piano sound from deep in the dense forest, and the flames trembled. Zhang Chengling couldn't stand the stimulus. He felt dizzy and unsteady. Gu Xiang hurriedly protected him. Zhou Zishu picked up Wen Kexing's flute. When he got up, the sound of the flute and the sound of the piano fought, and the sound of the piano finally defeated. The player who played the piano was seriously injured by the backlash and had to flee. When Kexing heard Chen Song, one of the four major assassins of the human poisonous scorpion. Zhang Chengling felt uncomfortable and vomited more than ever. Zhou Zishu reprimanded Zhang Chengling for his lack of energy and internal strength. He was controlled by the magic sound and suffered internal injuries. Zhang Chengling admitted that he had not learned martial arts, and fell on his knees to worship Zhou Zishu as his teacher. Zhou Zishu flatly refused, and he was 14 years old and missed the best time to practice. Zhou Zishu promised to teach him some self-defense skills. Make Chin Song stumbled back and complained to the other three assassins Golden Retriever Zhang Guai, Chao Lohan, and Poisonous Bodhisattva. Chao Lohan wanted to go back to avenge Make Chin Song, and Jin Mao Jiang Guai had a good chance to return to life, and persuaded Chao Lohan not to be extravagant. Zhou Zishu taught Zhang Chengling the technique of self-defense. Wen Kexing blew the flute in the middle of the night to help Zhou Zishu and Zhang Chengling repair their internal strength. Gu Xiang complained that Wen Kexing had spent his mind for Zhou Zishu, and Wen Kexing was willing. Early the next morning, Zhou Zishu gradually woke up, 
feeling more relaxed than ever. Wen Kexing had been playing flute by his side, and Zhang Chengling also felt refreshed. He wanted to worship Zhou Zishu as his teacher, and Zhou Zishu wanted to send him to Sanbai. The villa was finished, and Wen Kexing made an idea to let Zhang Chengling entangle Zhou Zishu. Zhou Zishu wanted to take Zhang Chengling on the road. Wen Kexing used Gu Xiang to drive him off the boat and insisted on following Zhou Zishu. Zhou Zishu let him be responsible for driving the carriage. Wen Kexing set up a carriage and drove on the road. They hurried to the Huzhou area. Zhang Chengling again wanted to worship Zhou Zishu as his teacher. Zhou Zishu wanted to hand him over to Zhao Jing. Tao Hongpo and Liu Liuweng chased Olazi and the others, and were determined to win the Liulijia. Olazi fought with them, and Shen Shen came to help. Zhou Zishu and Wen Kexing escorted Zhang Chengling to Sanbai Villa and handed him to Zhao Jing. Zhao Jing thanked Zhou Zishu and Wen Kexing for their help. At this moment, Kuanghua of the Taishan faction hurriedly approached Zhao Jing for help, asking him to help Ao Lazi and the others. 